welcome back to another episode of Adulthood Loading, a podcast for young adults across the Caribbean, just trying to figure it out. My name is Marissa, alongside my co-host, Emma. Yes, and we are so happy to be back with another episode. Today, we're going to be talking about laziness, which I think is literally the topic of the hour. It's a new year now. Happy new year, guys. And we know this is a time when everyone is kind of working on their resolutions. Goals are at the forefront of your mind. And so we really think that we have a good episode for y'all on laziness. But before we get down into all the good stuff, we got to talk about, you know, the housekeeping. Mm -hmm. So what you can do is you could subscribe to our YouTube and like our page on Instagram and TikTok. Remember that this is at Adulthood Loading Podcasts. You can also follow us directly on our professional pages on Instagram. So mine is the right psychologist. So just how you regularly spell right. R-I-G-H-T. And Marissa's is stubs.marissa. So S-T-U-B-B-S dot M-A-R-I-S-S-A. Right. So we're available on all podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all of that. So the same name at Adults and Loading Podcasts. And don't be shy. We want to hear from you. Get your views and opinions on what we can talk about next. So feel free to drop a comment on YouTube, slide into our DMs on Insta, just so we can know what resonates with you and what you'd like to hear more of. Yes, yes. And this is the part of the episode where, you know, we big up a sponsor, right? Right now it's kind of blank. But if you or someone you know has a small business or a big business and you want us to promote, then feel free to email us at adulthoodloadingpodcast at gmail.com so we could work out a sponsorship deal and we could big you up to all of our audience, right? So now that all that good stuff is handled, it's time for us to get into the meat of the matter with the episode. And this is all about laziness. I think as someone from the Caribbean, it's almost like a rite of passage to have been called lazy by your parents, right? So we've all all been there, you know, whether it was a parent, a brother, auntie, at some point in our lives when we didn't complete our chores, we didn't clean our room, we didn't perform as well as someone wanted us to do in school, we were called lazy, right? And I think it's just about time that we unpack that word because it's definitely something that I'm sure all of us have been called by other people. And I think now as adults, I find that a lot of people kind of use it to describe themselves. Do you, is that your experience too, Emma? I think so. I, I can see it moving from childhood to the whole adulthood pipeline. I get it. And then you have that inner critic where you're like, oh, I'm being so lazy right now when I should be doing that or when I could be doing that. And you might even find yourself saying it to other people. So yes. now we can hear it when we fall behind on our goals. If we didn't meet that, New Year's resolution that we had last year or the year before or a decade before now. And we often use it when we feel like we just can't or we just don't want to do something. We don't have the motivation to do it or we just we don't we don't even have the energy to start or this that yeah, you know, that oomph to make us say it's time to start this or it's time to continue this. You get a little stuck. 
Very, very true. I love that you said that because it is us getting stuck. And I think one of the biggest reasons why we get stuck is because laziness is something to like make us feel ashamed of ourselves and make us feel guilty. So when we put like a value judgment on it, mm-hmm. right? The, so let's use an example. I didn't clean my room. And we put the value judgment of that's you being lazy, which we all know in our society is seen as a bad thing. Yeah. So when we put that value judgment on it as a bad thing, it causes us to just kind of dismiss questioning and being curious about what is the underlying thing that is contributing to my lack of motivation to clean this room, right? So you instead, we're reaching for criticism instead of being curious about what might be going on and causing us not to fulfill a behavior or fulfill an action, right? And it, it, what it does when we use terms like laziness is it, it makes this false assumption that all is well and that we're simply not doing it just because. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something really common that we would see, like as psychologists too, sometimes it's just a natural assumption to think that, oh, the person's not doing it just because they don't want to. but not everybody learns the same way. Not everybody does the task, a task the same way. And then another thing it does create too, is that, that shame and that guilt. And I think a lot of that can, a lot of us can resonate with that. Just feeling, we might not even call it guilt, but we might just say like, Oh my God, I feel so bad when, because I didn't start this or because I didn't do this. So because someone else is saying that I'm being lazy. So now I'm thinking, Oh my goodness, am I being lazy? And then that doesn't really solve the problem. (laughs) Making us feel worse is not going to help. And that's a message for us to remind ourselves as well when we are calling ourselves lazy. Yeah, it it definitely isn't adaptive because we're not, it's not taking us to the point of actually problem solving and addressing the matter at hand. And the reality is that the matter at hand is way more complex than just doing it and not doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, what we call laziness can actually be a reflection, like we said, of how motivated we are. And if we don't take the time to question, why am I not feeling motivated about this thing? Or why is my energy so low when it's time to do this thing? Then how are we going to ever work to correct it? How are we going to ever work to get our energy levels or our motivation levels where they should be? Right. Because we know that motivation is kind of informed by emotions and our emotions, they kind of sway with the wind. But as we know, as adults, sometimes we have to do things that we don't want to do. And sometimes those things that we don't want to do are actually things that are beneficial to us. So how can we cultivate motivation to do the things that we know are good for us, but in the moment it feels hard? Yeah. And it could be even harder and more complex when let's say as a child or as a teen or just growing up, you had people who were trying their best to motivate you to do things, but their way to do it was corporal punishment or to instill fear. And so now Mm -hmm. you're wondering like, why I can't do this task, but your stress response system isn't activated and we can get addicted to that kind of cycle like okay okay someone yell at me just now I gotta get my act together and get this thing started oh my gosh someone threatened corporal punishment 
nah, I, I gotta get this work done. Um, one for me was like, uh, the threat of corporal punishment if I don't learn my time tables. And I just, oh. I couldn't do it before that. But as soon as they said that, I was like the flash, lightning speed. And I just remember thinking later on, like, oh my gosh, like at university level, I wish someone would yell at me. And then I paused and thought about that, like, okay, what's happening now? <laughs> Why do I want someone to yell at me so I could do this work? Why am I waiting until the last second? So then I could feel that fear that I used to say, oh, well, my ideas just flow a lot better when I'm down to the wire. So, mm, yes, you hear that a lot. A lot of people say, you know, I work so well under pressure. You know what I mean? And I don't think they make that link, like you said, to the fact that they kind of need that. They almost need that like fear of not meeting the deadline or that fear of negative repercussions to push them. And I don't think a lot of people have made that connection. So I love that you said that. And I think when it is that we think about the things that tend to motivate us, Mm -hmm. right, whether they may be adaptive or non-adaptive, we have to consider, okay, I am in a situation, I recognize that fear is the thing that's pushing me. I recognize that anger may be the thing that's pushing me. Um, Basically, I recognize that I need insert this intense emotion here to do the things that matter to me. Mm -hmm. Right. And when we think about replacing that, because we don't want to just say, stop doing that. Right. Cause that's unrealistic. You have to replace the unwanted behavior with wanted behavior. And so when we think about, well, what is the solution then to a lack of motivation or a lack of motivation, unless I am, threatened in some way or my stress response is activated Mm -hmm. it's discipline right so emma mentioned corporal punishment and this is what we know as getting beaten getting licks you know those types of things from our parental figures right and when i say discipline that is not quite the same thing that i'm i'm referring to when we talk about discipline we are talking about training yourself to be habitual, right? Training yourself to push forward and to take action, to do something that is beneficial to you. And I think that part of it is really important because sometimes we push to do things that could harm us Mm -hmm. in the long run, right? right? But the difference between when when it's discipline is when we're pushing ourselves to do something that is going to move us closer to our goal, something that is going to help us and something that is going to, basically sustain our health and our well-being in some way agreed agreed so with discipline it's so great because you know it allows you to focus on your goals it can give you some sense of self-control because like marissa said your emotions you you can feel a variety of emotions that is the goal right to be able to feel a variety of emotions with flexibility and fluidity right however you're not going to feel happy all the time. You're not going to feel excited all the time. So discipline is, gonna, is what is going to help you gain that self-control and that ability to regulate your emotions enough so you could get what you need to get done. It, it also empowers you by improving your self-esteem when the goal is achieved. Think about it. Every time you don't do a task, 
whether you realize or not, your your body, your person is interpreting this as, see, I know they could never do it. Look at all the evidence. They could never do it. They never did it before. And you might not realize that that's what's happening, but that's the, that's the effect of setting goals or, and this not, not meeting the goals that you're setting or not doing the tasks that you tell yourself you do, even if it's like, I want to do this for two minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's so like, I, I definitely know that everyone is probably thinking back to moments where they beat themselves up for not following through on something. Yep. And I think maybe one of the top examples of that that everyone can relate to is working out in the gym. Right? Just did it the other day. Let me tell you, I don't know how much times I start and stop this workout thing. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you that as much of as much of the times where I felt like I didn't want to do it, those few times, I admit it's not as much as I would want to, but the few times I was disciplined and like pushed through, Mm -hmm. I felt so good. I never regretted it. And I think that's the difference between kind of being disciplined and just pushing yourself to do something that's not really going to be beneficial for you. Right. And so when we talk about what could happen or what life could look like, if you kind of adopt, adopt more like self-discipline into how you kind of show up and move throughout the world is it allows you to become more accepting and move almost in a space of, or in the spirit of, self-compassion and self-love, right? Sometimes we just have to acknowledge where, what are our strengths and what are our weaknesses, right? If it is that I keep setting this goal to wake up early in the morning to go to the gym, when I know deep down in my heart that I'm not a morning person, right? Calling myself lazy would just send me on the road of beating myself up about it. Being disciplined, Accepting that, okay, you know, I'm not a morning person. That's okay. I could just readjust. I could still get it done, but maybe in another way, you know, by looking at my strengths and my weaknesses, it allows you to pivot. It allows you to figure out, okay, how could I still get this task done and not be discouraged, right? So having that acceptance, having that compassion, um, being willing to acknowledge and be aware of your strengths and your weaknesses, that is what, what comes with the self-discipline process. Because when you're disciplined, you know you need to get this thing done and you're more flexible in figuring out, well, what do I need to do to get this done? Agreed. Yeah. And I think Mm -hmm. as a person who's practicing more discipline, you'll be able to better recognize like what's actually happening. So is it that I am unmotivated for whatever reason, maybe it's because I'm not a morning person, or is it that I actually just don't want to do this task? And it's not that like, you know, I'm just trying to avoid the discomfort or the challenge of it is I don't want to do this, but everyone else is telling me this is what I'm supposed to. Or I, a past version of myself is saying, well, this is the expectation I had of myself before I need to follow through or else I'm failing myself. Like if any of you have watched um, Insecure, love that show with um, like Molly was seeing her therapist and she was saying, well, you know, my life has to look like this, 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 this. And the therapist in like five minutes that she saw, I was like, well, are you the same person that you were when you made that lifestyle plan, that whole life plan? And she said, 
well, no, like a lot of things has changed. I've changed a lot. So why does your plan have to stay the same? Why can't your plan change with you? So when you know that you're working on being disciplined, it's easier for you to figure out like, is this me not being disciplined? Or is this me realizing that this just isn't for me? Or I prefer to do this more than that. And that's and that is why less criticism and more curiosity is going to be so important, right? Because whatever task it is that you're doing, if it no longer aligns with you, if it's no longer aligned with you, you don't want it to be a situation where you're beating yourself up about not completing the task, mm -hmm. right? And so when you have that you know, softer tune with yourself yeah. and you're just like, well, what's going on here? Why am I not motivated about this? It allows you, I think, to also clarify your goals and that, and that another self would help with self-discipline, right? right? Because if it is, let's say you just keep saying that, um, I'm trying to think of a goal, maybe like, okay, so let's go with the gym example. So if it is that I'm saying that I need to, I need to do the 5 a.m. Because, you know, some people push this whole waking up at 5 a.m. It's like good for your mental health. This is what entrepreneurs do, X, Y, and Z. And I need to do, go in the gym and I need to work on certain things. That might not fit me and my lifestyle. You know, maybe I am a just uh, going for a run in the evening type of girl. Right? But I, I will increase my likelihood of self-discipline of um if i make sure that the task is fitting and you're not gonna be able to really hone in and zone in on the things that matter to you the goals that matter to you if you're coming from a place of self-criticism it needs to be from a place of love self-love great agreed so plenty benefits but now we really want to get into like the solution like how can you apply this now not you know, when you're this version of yourself, but how can you start applying discipline now or learning how to become more disciplined? One of the things that we've kind of been alluding to is just practicing tolerating discomfort. So it's natural for us to want to avoid pain. Nobody wants to feel, well, I'm going to say, you may not want to feel pain. Sometimes feeling pain is a way to try to cope with something else, but that's not what we're talking about right now. What we're talking about, we have a natural tendency to avoid pain. When we're born, even from when we're born, we have that natural tendency. But avoiding short-term discomfort often leads to long-term problems. And um, I can't remember who this philosopher was, but anyway, it's... The idea is that when you decide not to make a choice, you're still making a choice because that still has consequences, right? Emily in Paris. Yes. I just watched that <laughs> just now. Right. I, I rem I've seen it before. And the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, wow. But then it came up again, like literally just before we recorded this episode. So, but it's so true. You deciding to not make that decision has ramifications for you, for your life and so on. And so, although it may be difficult, making a choice that's more in line with what you want is going to be beneficial 
for you and staying disciplined to that choice as well. And um, basically every time that you, every time that you take steps to meet, um, make that choice a reality. So every time you say disciplined, you're feeding information to yourself that, okay, I can do this. This is what I want to do. This is in line with what I want. I can achieve other things that I have in my mind for myself. It's okay for me to choose what I want in a world that is saying, you need this, 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 that, and the next to be happy. You need this, this, this to be successful. You have to wake up at 5 a.m. to be successful when really it's just making you cranky all day. And, and miserable. So I think that that's a really, really big tip that I would give. Yeah. And I think also in the spirit of, you know, the self-compassion, mm-hmm. you need to forgive yourself. I think that we all know that we could be really, really hard on ourselves, right? Yeah. And I think it's to the point where sometimes it can make us feel like, you know, maybe this just goal just isn't for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just need to give up on this. Maybe it's just not a good fit. And it's because we, we, haven't, forgive, we haven't forgiven ourselves. We feel like the things that we've done in the past inform our future and we kind of have to stick the same script. Right. That's not the case. You can forgive yourself for doing things when you didn't have all the information, when you didn't know that there was a different way of doing things, right? You can't judge yourself, your past self, on what like the you in the present knows and understands and recognizes what it wants for itself. So when we think about goal setting, when we think about how we want to show up, the things that we want to do, what we want our future self to look like, we shouldn't allow shame or guilt to make us not want to acknowledge what happened in the past, not, not take the time to be curious about what went wrong, what could, how could things have gone better. Because that whole process, it goes back to being curious. It goes back to allowing you to figure out, well, how can I be disciplined to get what I want? Right. And when we when we're in that space of like shame and guilt and we just want to call it laziness and we don't want to forgive ourselves for how we responded in the moment, then we kind of. We're limiting ourselves. We aren't giving ourselves the chance to do better. All we're doing in that instance is just kind of setting ourselves up to repeat the same patterns over and over again. So sometimes when if it is that we really want to implement discipline, implement self-love, then it's definitely, you have to forgive yourself. It's time to move forward now. It's time to accept what happened in the past because we can't go back and change it and move forward into self-discipline and self-love. Right. And if you're asking yourself right now, like, "Hmm, do I need to forgive myself? Listen to the language that you're telling yourself. And I want you to pay extra attention to when you do a task or the way that you didn't intend for it to be done. And it's not how you like, or when you do something for your boss, if you have a boss and they, they maybe had feedback for you and they're like, Oh, this wasn't really what I was want and what I wanted. I want you to listen to what you're telling yourself. Take a moment whilst you just going in it to really listen to the words that you're telling yourself. Are you picking yourself apart? Are you beating yourself up about it? Chances are, if you're doing that, 
this is a good indication that maybe it might be time to forgive yourself for not knowing what you didn't know. And also forgive yourself for not learning or not remembering that when you do something for the first time, sometimes for the second, for the third, you're not going to get it 100% right. Right? And sometimes people want it done 100% how they want it done, but it's impossible for us to know that because we're not them. So keep all of this in mind in your whole like discipline, forgive myself journey. And then remind yourself too, why you're doing this task. Why does it matter to you? So yeah, motivation is the drive, but discipline is the execution. Discipline is the avenue. Discipline, discipline is the boat that gets you to the other island where you want to be at. So they go hand in hand. So remind yourself, what are the consequences of committing to doing this? Like, okay, why did I even start this in the first place? Was it that, you know, I wanted to be healthier? I've been noticing a lot of extra back pain. That's, that's me. So I've been noticing an ex, a lot of extra back pain and I'm saying to myself, Ooh, the 30s are just sprinting behind me. And now I'm thinking of everything I learned in developmental psychology when they were talking about your bones and everything after you get by a certain age, get to a certain age. And I'm saying, okay, maybe it's time for me to start exercising again or doing so more consistently in a way that works for me. And even when you feel demotivated in the moment or you just feel, or you get that urge to say, man, I'm being lazy right now. Usually the momentum of you trying, the, the pull pace of you trying to get done what you want to get done helps to reinstill that motivation by the end of the task. So the same thing that Marissa was mentioning, we're trying to create a good habit, essentially. So um, that takes time, that takes intention, that takes repetition. And um, reminding yourself of that too will also help you to be more compassionate for yourself and accountable at the same time. And I guess as we're starting to wrap up, Emma, mm -hmm. that thought reminded me, I don't know where I got this information from. It might be TikTok, TikTok or mm -hmm. Twitter, I'm not 100% sure. But it's this whole idea of when you are envisioning your goals, envisioning these tasks that, you know, align with your values and how you see yourself, it's to set things up in a way where you account for low energy and high energy days. Yes. Right? Um, because like we said before, motivation, your energy, that is going to win. We know it is. But if it is that you as you're identifying and you're being flexible and as you're looking, especially as you're looking at that strength and weakness, like type of analysis for yourself, mm -hmm. come up with like minimums and maximums almost for fulfilling each goal. Mm -hmm. So I think it definitely was TikTok. Um, it was someone doing like their skincare routine. Okay. Right. And she acknowledged, you know, some days I just, some nights I just don't feel like doing my skincare, skincare routine. So at the bare, as the bare minimum, what I will do is I will use like a makeup remover wipe. Mm -hmm. So at least get the makeup off my face okay. and then call it George. 
And then on a high energy night, she'd go through with the full routine. Okay. And I feel like that's something that we could kind of apply that principle to, to numerous things, you know? Yeah. So when it comes to exercise, there's different intensities of exercises. There's different lengths of time. You know, we could be flexible. It's all just about, I think it really just all comes down to how you frame it and how you speak to yourself about it. Because it's not just to do the task and get it done, right? We want to do the task and pour into ourselves. And we don't need to be hard on ourselves to get things done. That is definitely a myth. Mm. But we need to be hard on ourselves to do things because it's reinforcing kind of what we learned, the, mo- the type of motivation that we learn to crave based on um, experience, corporate punishment and criticism and all these different things. So it's like building up motivation and creating an environment for motivation that thrives off of self-love and care and compassion instead of fear. I like that reminder that it doesn't have to be just to get out of this black and white, all or nothing kind of thinking. Um, I think we need that reminder at least every once in a while that it's not, well, I didn't do it. So this means I'm a failure. This means I'm lazy. It could be that, you know, I'm so tired today. I didn't have time. Oh, I just didn't want to do it today. And so I did this version of it today because that was all I could give. And I'm committed to this goal I have or this lifestyle I have or what I want for myself. And so I did this much and I was compassionate with myself about that. So I really love that reminder. And with the, the last thing I'll say is with the how you were saying that that you know, how we're talking about corporal punishment and how it like reinforces this um, and beating yourself up, how it reinforces this like fear. And um, instead of it being a thing where I'm I'm doing this because it's better for me in the future and I feel disciplined or I want to do this. This is in line with who I want. As adults. Sometimes it's like that, that fear motivator that like, you know, that's not there anymore. And what we would feel a lot as children, I would say, is when you didn't get the, the consequence that was put out there that instilled the fear, you felt that relief, that huge relief, like, OK, OK, I got it away because I, I got to do this. I, I did everything that I needed to do, even if it wasn't in line with what I like or whatever the situation is. And so what we want to get to as an adult is. You feel grateful that you did something that was in line with what you wanted instead of just feeling like, okay, crunch time and I did the task. And then you feel that kind of like emptiness. Like I thought I would feel more relieved by not having this on my plate anymore. I thought I'd feel great about finally making the submission, but I feel kind of empty. It's almost like I want to, I want to do another task again right now. Not because it's something that I need or something that I want, but it's to feel what I thought I would have felt before, like that relief, that excitement for myself. So we want to get the opposite of that with discipline. Yeah. 
Not this year, childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. We're making new patterns. Agreed. Right? Agreed. Yes. Okay, guys. We hope that you guys really enjoyed this episode. We hope that you learned something and that you took away some of the good gems that Emma and I were dropping mm-hmm. tonight about discipline. And I hope that this kind of motivates you to look at um, how you want to show up for yourself this year a bit differently. Because I know we know resolutions and all those things, they make people feel like it's too much. Right. Right. But in the spirit of forgiving yourself and moving differently, let's work towards self-discipline this year. Mm-hmm. So thank you all for listening. Thanks for making it this far. If you if you skip through and you got to this point too, thank you for making it here. We appreciate you. And if you like the episode, please let us know. Like go and like, go and comment, go and subscribe, go and rate it. Um, and of course, we're available on all major podcast platforms, like we said before, at Adults at Loading Podcast. And share the episode with someone who you think might need it most. Share it with your bestie. Share it with the person who you're thinking, okay, you're not my bestie, but you you need some, you could use this extra love right here. So yeah, and follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube again at the handle at Adults at Loading Podcast. See you next time. See you.